0: Welcome to episode 66 of the Attractions Group podcast, where we're diving into the exciting news from SeaWorld Orlando. I'm Ryan Sir, and joining me is Don Helbig. And on this episode, we're thrilled to talk about the return of SeaWorld Orlando's much anticipated Inside Look program.
1: Yeah, that's right, Ryan. SeaWorld Orlando, it's bringing back this fantastic behind-the-scenes event on November 4th and 5th where visitors have the unique opportunity to learn about the incredible care provided to the park's animals and ongoing conservation efforts. And the best part, this is included with regular park admission.
0: Wow. Absolutely, Don. This event allows guests to connect with SeaWorld's dedicated animal care specialists, giving them insights into the hard work that happens behind the scenes. It's all about inspiring long lasting commitment to protect endangered species and marine habitats.
1: And the Inside Look program offers a range of exclusive experiences for guests, such as Inside Marine Mammal Care, Inside the SeaWorld Rescue Center, Inside Aquarium Experiences, Inside Pacific Point Preserve, Inside Orca Encounter, and Inside Wild Arctic. These uh, experiences, they provide a deeper understanding of how SeaWorld takes care of its animals.
0: That's incredible, Don. In addition to these... Exclusive experiences SeaWorld Orlando has special presenters and animal care specialist talks throughout the day. Guests can meet members of the SeaWorld rescue and dive teams, hear firsthand stories of animal rescues, and learn about diving.
1: Yeah, there's some exciting new experiences this year as well. If you've uh, done this before, so it's going to be a little bit new for you. Guests can observe and interact with coral biologists, learn about the care of hammerhead sharks and SeaWorld's small tooth sawfish conservation efforts. Plus, you can learn even more about the majestic killer whales with their orca underwater presentation.
0: Wow. And for families, there's the Family Activity Zone with games, crafts, and activities. And don't forget the Inside Look Scavenger Hunt, where you can explore the inside look locations and win special prizes.
1: Now this event is a remarkable opportunity for guests of all ages to connect with SeaWorld Orlando's mission of conservation and animal care. But remember, it's incredibly popular, so arriving early is gonna be a good idea.
0: Absolutely, Don. So if you're looking for an educational adventure and a chance to get closer to marine life conservation, SeaWorld Orlando's Inside Look program is the place to be on November 4th and 5th, 2023. Don't miss out on this unique opportunity.
1: And with that, we wrap up our coverage of this exciting news from SeaWorld Orlando. Ryan, you're a big SeaWorld fan.
0: I I am. I, what are your
1: what are your what are your thoughts on 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 this, you know, bringing this back?
0: I think it's fantastic, especially that it's 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 included with admission. Um, I I think it's really neat that uh, not only is it a theme park, which is obviously something I'm very passionate about, but it has its conservation. Uh, conservation efforts and it, like a big wing of sea world is just doing it uh uh you know saving the turtles and the, you know all the animals that they care about so i think that's just really neat don't you i do and you know ryan
1: when you think about you know central florida and those parks in orlando you know obviously disney world comes to mind universal comes to mind so it's kind of a you know that that third park there and i kind of think it gets lost in the shuffle Sometimes and and I think it really deserves a lot more attention and it should be something that if you're planning a trip uh, to Orlando and you're looking at the parks you know to go to that you really should uh, spend time and and make a visit to SeaWorld. It'll it'll be worth your time.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think that it's a it's a really cool park. Uh, The rides are great. It's it's just so fun all around. So uh, hats off to SeaWorld Orlando for bringing this back. I think it's a fantastic program.
1: Now what's your favorite ride there at SeaWorld?
0: Um I really like Mako. You know, it's the Mako, their, yeah, that that's my favorite too. You know, their B and M hypercoaster. I think it's super neat. What's yours?
1: Mako. I, I like that too. I think it's you know, like you said, it's it's a lot of fun. Um but you know, it's just really it's a kind of different experience when you're going to a, a theme park. You know than what you're going to see at uh, you know Disney World or Universal, and that's another thing I like about it. it. It's it's a totally different kind of experience because of the animals net that that you're going to see.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so hats off to to SeaWorld Orlando. So uh, fun for the whole family. What are the dates again? It's November
1: fourth and fifth. So you're looking at uh, you know this weekend here. Not a lot of time to plan, uh, but it's something that you know it's it's always been a limited time event. It is popular. you do need to get there early,
0: yeah, absolutely. Get there early. That's the key to it, yeah, so uh that that's really cool. uh you know, you can go to seaWorld's website, which will be linked in the description for more information. Um, yeah, so uh, Don, this past weekend, you had the opportunity to visit sear point how was How was your time there? I-
1: I did. You know, when you look at the calendar and you're you're making plans to go to to parks in October, you know, weather's always going to be an issue. You know, you always expect the worst, but um, it was beautiful. You know, it was uh, like 78 degrees, uh, sunshine most of the day. Uh, you know, I couldn't have asked for a better day. You know, weather-wise. Now, obviously, the forecast. You know, Saturday and Sunday wasn't the same, so a lot of those guests. Switched from those days to come on friday so you know friday felt like a a saturday would have been mm-hmm. under normal circumstances so it was a little bit crowded but you know it's it's it was fun to um to get to america's roller coast and experience you know some of those world-class roller coasters they have uh, couldn't get enough of millennium force you know that, that's my my favorite uh, coaster there um so you know so rode that multiple times um I, i'm you know a fan of the uh Iron Dragon, you know, it was my first Cedar Point ride that I ever did back in 1987, so I wanted to, to ride that, so I rode that, uh, Magnum, that was flying, you know, and it was the airtime, and that was incredible, you know, you, you kind of forget about that, because that's like the forgotten coaster, because you're you're thinking about Millennium Force, you're thinking about Steel Vengeance, you're thinking about Maverick, you know, and a lot of times, you know, when it's a busy day, you can't do it all, and, and Magnum kind of gets left behind, but I uh, just love that ride, um, rode the train, You know i think when you're talking about the best train rides in the industry you know it's in the argument uh you know for that top one or two spot there um loved absolutely loved the food in the cedar point uh pavilion i think uh you know that restaurant and bar that's new this year on the boardwalk uh they had steak and also the the chicken tenders and let me tell you ryan those chicken tenders were outstanding yeah, the I thought I thought about those chicken tenders all the way home. So it was a four hour drive back home that night and I just thought about how good those were and how it'll be so worth buying the dining plan just for that.
0: Yeah, that's how I felt about the turkey at the P- Grand Pavilion. That was may have that might have edged out Aunt Granny's at Dollywood for my favorite like theme park food. I thought about the turkey, but those chicken tenders, you know, were sitting
1: there and the steak, you know, you're not going to turn down steak, you know, when that opportunity is there. And, uh, but you know, when you look at that and you look at the farmhouse, just how elevated the dining experience has become at Cedar Point. So it's, uh, you know, used to go there, you know, for the, for the coasters and that was, that was a drawing card. Uh, but now it's so much more than that. I mean, you got the family rides that, uh you know, are right there. You know, the boardwalk looks spectacular. Um, And then, like I said, the dining experience, the entertainment, the live, oh my gosh, the live entertainment was off the charts good uh, when I saw what they had for uh, the Halloween's Weekend's event. Um, They had a show the Fantastics in the uh, Red Garner Saloon. I think uh, I'd seen that show in previous years, uh, but it's a fantastic show. And I always make sure that I see that one on there. Uh, So just a great time. And, and you can see why Cedar Point is is always ranked as one of the top amusement parks in the world.
0: So you're kind of known in the uh, enthusiast circles and in the industry. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you get recognized a lot? <laughs> <laughs> I did.
1: Um, so lots of people that I have uh, become friends with over the years. Uh, you know, a lot of coaster enthusiasts, and it was great seeing them. You know, and, and interacting with them for a little bit, talking about them, catching up. On what they've been up to, what parks they'd been to this summer. You know, that was always one of my favorite things. You know, working at Kings Island was was talking with the guests and uh, hearing about their day. You know, what they liked, and just asking what their favorite rides were at Cedar Point. And um, you know, but it was great to see them. So, so yeah.
0: All right. Um. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. Top thrill two, how's it looking?
1: Top thrill two is looking um, amazing with the construction. I mean that uh, it's 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 a massive project, let me tell you that. It's a, it's a massive project, and they had the crane there, which when you're coming over the causeway and that you can see that that crane, um, the spike is going up. You know, it's, I don't know how far along, it's probably like six, seven, you know, pieces of it going up. Uh, they were working a little bit in the station. Uh, they were painting uh, the ride. So a lot of progress, still a long way to go. Uh, but you get excited, you know, what this ride can be, you know, and, in everybody else, you know, that you saw walking down the midway, they all stopped mm-hmm. to look at the, look at what was going on there. They all looked at the, you know, the, the rendering on the wall and we're trying to like figure out what's going on, what's going on here and there with it. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a great experience. You know, it was always a, one of those things where we're short. Like 17 seconds, but it was 17 seconds that you remembered. So it's going to be a little bit longer now, uh, but that's going to be a, a great thrill when you you go up and then you you know you do the rollback, come back up and then go back through again and then you know you go over the the top hat there. It's going to be a fantastic ride. Uh, Zamperla, they had some some of their people there on site uh, this weekend with it, uh, but construction, you know, it's taking shape. Yeah, so I was able to grab you know quite a few pictures of it and um, you know, just, just really coming along. Well,
0: I mean, I don't think that it's fair to say that the original top thrill dragster was a 17 second ride. I think it was a 17 second ride plus a three minute panic attack. Once you got back <laughs> to the brake run. Cause even I, as a seasoned coaster person always had to catch my breath and like, it's just, I'm just surprised, like, you know, coming down off the exit, there weren't like, there wasn't padding because you're always so lightheaded and stuff. After that rush of experience, I couldn't be more thrilled. And it, I'm, I'm excited for a couple of reasons too. I mean, obviously number one, new coaster. Okay. Let's get that out of the way. Number two, it's uh, not only is it a new coaster, it's a coaster that I enjoy that's enhanced. And number three, it's a manufacturer that we're all kind of rooting for. And we can kind of see what they do on a grand scale uh, with, you know, these brand new trains and stuff. and, Uh,
1: yeah, they've never done anything to this magnitude. You know, normally if you're thinking, you know, I'm going to put in a barrel ride, you know, you, you think Zamperla, but when you're thinking about, uh, you know, a a coaster that's going, you know, this fast, this high, you know, they don't come to mind. So it's their first big project and, uh, you know, I'm rooting for
0: them. Yeah. Uh, they're new trains. Obviously they, uh, a lot of them are like, was like aluminum pieces and not a lot of welds and stuff, all the stuff that they look for nowadays. And honestly, it's a lot of stuff that you would just really need for a ride like that. Cause imagine, um, how much money, I mean, you and I can't really speculate, but I guess we can in our head, come up with some sort of number, but how much money they would have saved by having weld free trains on top of a dragster. Cause I, I can't, I'm no physicist and I'm not a mechanic, but I imagine that that zero to one twenty launch and slamming into the brake run at, yeah, what's it going about 70 miles an hour at that point, at least probably isn't great for like the torque spots. And like, I mean, you saw like all the, the witness marks and stuff all over, uh, cause they had to check the bolts and stuff all the time, but the welds, I mean, fixing welds, that's not easy. I mean, it's time consuming. It's no, and the, and the, the,
1: the, paint scheme is going to look really good. You know, when it's done, I wasn't sold on it, you know, hundred percent when I saw the renderings and, Ah, uh, the teaser video, because you're used to the the other color of it, the original color of it., uh, but when you see it up close and you see where they're starting to you know the paint the red, you know, along with the white and different sections and that, um it really stands out. And I think it's gonna be stunning. you know when when the paint job gets done, it's just gonna look stunning. Um, nice centerpiece again, you know, for the park right there. And the anticipation, you know, it, it's building and, you know, they're a good, doing a really good job of keeping you know everyone up to date with with their social posts. Um, I, I saw a, a tweet by Tony Clark where he was talking about, uh, you know, at IAPA, they're going to unveil the trains. Mm. So, um, you know, a lot of excitement in a couple of weeks here. Uh, then just, you know, over the winter months, you know, just watching it all take shape.
0: Yeah, it's a cruel irony that... Uh you know, high construction needs to be done at Cedar Point during the winter, isn't it? It's a little bit easier when they do it in Tampa, right? <laughs>
1: I would not want to be on one of those crews that's up 300, 400, 500 feet in the air on those cranes and that trying to put things into place with uh, that, you know, that wind and that cold coming off the lake right there.
0: Yeah, I remember, um, it, it's funny, this memory popped in my head. This was before you were at Kings Island. Uh, we were uh, working with Maureen doing um, Firehawk photos when they were rebuilding that, I guess, uh, at Kings Island. And, you know, it was so cold that we were like, cause we hopped in her like SUV and then drove from the admin lot over to like and parked it, like in what's now area 72. And I remember we would get out of the car, take a few pictures, run back into the car, warm up for five minutes. Cause it was like super cold that day. Then there were these guys that were wearing coveralls just working away. Like, Oh yeah I mean i I guess you have to be built a little bit different than I am to do that kind of work, and like i I am not downplaying that at all. I think that's incredible that people can do that because if i if I get cold or hot like I'm done, you know I'm definitely an office paperwork kind of guy, you know but uh yeah uh it's um it's gonna be very interesting, you know, uh that train is rated uh for it's a it's 120 miles an hour and i think they market it under, under kilometers so it's like 300 kilometers or some good round number like that um but the thing that i noticed and i remember seeing this at iapa last year when they unveiled the trains but they were concepts they weren't for any ride um is that it is kind of like an over the shoulder thing but it's like sits on your lap kind of like copperhead strike and therefore it gives you this very wide free feeling thing kind of like the uh you know, the intimate lap restraints that they had for the old trains. Um, but yeah, that's going to be such a cool ride, isn't it? It is. And I can't wait to, to experience it.
1: I know a lot of the, uh, you know, people that I ran into that I knew that are enthusiasts, you know, they were, you know, very curious about it, looking forward to it
0: and, you know, for them and for me,
1: you know, may can't come soon enough.
0: Did you, um, get to see any of the entertainment? You kind of mentioned it, but can you go into a little bit more depth? Um, the- well, you
1: know, the, the one thing they did was they took the, um, the show that had been in the theater at the front, you know, when you first come in mm-hmm. and they had moved that show, uh, Midnight Syndicate, they had moved it to the, like the bandstand area, you know, out near where Iron Dragon is And that. I liked it better when it was in the indoor theater, um, but you talk to the guests that are regulars and that there, you know, same thing. Half of them liked it better in the theater. Other half like it better outside, um, you know, but that was really well done. Saw some of the daytime entertainment they had for the, hallo, you know, weekends part of it for kids, um, you know, cute, you know, very mm. well done. Um, you know, the, the decor around the park looked really good. Now, there wasn't as much of it as there had been coming down the midways mm-hmm. uh, as there had been in previous years, but they did a nice job, you know, in other areas of the park. Uh, as you got deeper into the park, it became more of the, the haunt piece of it. And that's where you saw more of those kind of things toward the back, Frontier Town, that area. Um, but very well done with the, you know, with the tombstones and, um, you know, the hearse cars and the skeletons and, and other things out there. Uh, I, You know, I mentioned the Fangtastics, you know, had a chance to see them uh, in the Red Corner Saloon. Um, love that show. I think what I really liked about that show is it's the music from from my era that I, you know, grew up with identified with you know from the 80s and early 90s so i think that's why that show um you know kind of appeals to me why i like watching that one um a lot of the songs you know you would remember from you know if you're a king's island fan the show hot blooded mm-hmm. you know so a lot of those songs think those songs and you know you put it into this show um but just some incredible talent in that show and uh, you know really like that packed house um, for every show that they have of that, so i got a chance to see that, and uh, just walking around and just uh, you know looking at the park, but was really um, impressed with the boardwalk area. Um, and just loved everything they did there. I mean, it just looks spectacular. It looks like it's been there all the time. It doesn't look like you just added it this year. It looks like it's always been there. And one of the things that I've always really liked about Cedar Point, and like I said, my first visit was in '87. But over the years, you know, you're starting to add, you know, the different rides in there with, with Magnum. And then you, you bring in like Millennium Force. And then later on, you've got uh, Maverick and then Steel Vengeance. Mm-hmm. But they've always been able to add all this fantastic hardware. But they don't lose that that old school amusement park charm. You know, so that's what I've always liked about them. They've been able to keep the charm. And that's incredibly hard to do.
0: So one thing that I always thought was cool about um, Cedar Point's Hollow Weekends is... I feel like Halloween exclusively happens in the back of the park. So if you're not into the fog and stuff like that, you can still Yeah,
1: you, you can get around it, yeah. Yeah, I always thought that exactly.
0: always was kind of cool. But uh exactly. said Midnight Syndicate was um
1: yeah, yeah, I mean it was it, I mean it's a great show and you know very well done. Uh they've got their their regulars, you know, like a lot of shows that come back year after year, you know, you you build that that following forward and you know the cast you know, is is very good in that show. So you could go there, not ride. And it may be hard not to, you know, with how tempting those coasters are, but you could go there, not ride a single ride and just watch the shows all day and have a great time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So very cool. So uh, a little late this year because, um, the event closed over the weekend, but, uh, next year, holiday weekends at Cedar point, make sure you check them out with your, yeah, I'm surprised
1: that they do not rank higher when you have those different industry polls out there like who has the best Halloween event. You know, you always see them, you know, number 8, number 9, number 10. They're not in that top 2 or 3 and they should be because that event's fantastic.
0: Oh yeah, compared to other seasonal parks, absolutely. They their event is definitely there's more to it. Um they've added while others have subtracted. It's I think it's a great event. You you're absolutely right. You know, but Don um you know, we'd be remiss not to change the subject on you, but it is November 1st, which means it's National Cinnamon Day. Um, Did you know that cinnamon, according to Chinese medicine, can be used to treat illnesses both minor and major? Cinnamon has been around for 4,000 years. It's been known by humans for 4,000 years. It's actually naturally occurring.
1: Well, I didn't know that, uh, but if I were to you know, get sick, some kind of a minor thing or major thing, you know, I'm certainly, I think that's going to taste a lot better than regular medicine. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I wasn't aware that, uh, there was a national cinnamon day. Um, but now that you've mentioned it, Ryan, I want to say thanks a lot. Now I'm longing for that cinnamon bread at Dollywood. That's some kind of treat, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, Dolly, I will tell you this. If you get the Dollywood bread, you get it fresh, you get it hot right from the mill and then you eat the, you eat the bread, and by the time you've eaten all of it, which doesn't take very long because you eat it fast, uh, you get that crystallized cinnamon sugar in the bottom, and you eat it like it's uh, almost like a hard candy. Oof! Now I cannot
1: confirm or deny that I've made a visit to Dollywood and was there just for the cinnamon
0: bread. Are you responsible for the T-shirt that says "I'm just here for the cinnamon bread" or "I'm <laughs> no, only here no, for the cinnamon but, bread"? Uh,
1: No, but I got one of those shirts. But no, I mean, it's, again, it's one of those things, you know, like I talked earlier about the chicken tenders that I had and I drove home for four hours. I'm thinking about those chicken tenders and I want to go back the next day to have those chicken tenders. Um, Same thing with Dollywood with the cinema bread. Oh, yeah. You know, you you think about that, you know, and and you want to take it home with you and you, you know, or take it back to your, you know, hotel or wherever you're staying but you can't because as soon as you get it it smells too good you can ah, just take a little bite Now nah, just take another little bite next thing you know it's gone yeah
0: and uh, it, what there's the topping that comes with it is that's like a cream cheese isn't it? that's not a regular frosting is it, it i think it's a cre- like a cream cheese yeah kind of thing. that oh my god so uh, you eat, just know it eat good. a couple bites and you're like okay i can control myself oh wait i should try this top thing and you dip it in there and then it's over but that's why you always you always they always joke about it, but it's true Buy two, because one's not going to make it to the car, you know?
1: No, it doesn't. It it doesn't. And, and I've been, you know, so many times, like this is the trip. This is the one, this is going to go back to the hotel with me or the cabin. You know, I stay in the cabin down there and never makes it, you know, it never makes it more than like 30 minutes. Um, uh, you know, we're eating it and we sit down and, you know, we're just take a little bite. and Next thing you know, it's, it's gone. And,
0: that's just the way it works. So, okay, you mentioned that you 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 have one of the uh, I'm only here for the cinnamon bread shirts. Uh, have you seen the other shirt that they sell? Like, it's also in the general store that it's got the pretzel on it. It's got the butterfly pretzel. And it says, like, I'm only here for something salty or something like along those lines. You know what I'm talking about?
1: I do know what you're talking about, but I do not have one of those shirts.
0: Yeah, uh, I think it's for the ladies. I think they're pink. It but, is for the ladies, but right. did I, I ever, have, have I gone on my rant about that? Because... Last time we were, and this is a couple of visits ago, we were, we were there. This was early season, I guess, because it was during the 50th anniversary of I Will Always Love You. We're like, you know what? We've never had one of those before. Let's get one. So we go to a pretzel stand. Oh, we don't have those here. Try this place. Go to the next place. Oh, we don't have those here. Try the next place. We went on this whole scavenger hunt looking for this pretzel. And then finally we were told, uh, we don't have it right now, but come back during the spring celebration. And that's when they'll have it. We came back during the spring celebration; they didn't have it. They're selling merchandise for a food product they do not have. Hey, I'll,
1: I'll look for it. I'm going to be there in a few weeks, and I'll look for it. Yeah,
0: yeah. It. Ask around about it. Maybe it's a maybe it's a, a Christmas thing now. But we we we. I mean, you know, this is obviously it's a little tongue in cheek. But we had a lot of fun going around because we were went on the scavenger hunt all through the park, uh, trying to find this this thing. And then I even went on like went online and Googled it and I found a Reddit thing saying, Oh, you can get it here. We went to this food stand. This was like super early season. The food stand was closed. So we're like, we'll have to come back and try. And like, so we went back on like the Saturday when it was open and they didn't have it. So, um, I want one of the, it's like the Mickey pretzel of Dollywood and, and you can't get it anymore. Well, I, well, actually, I don't know if you could get it in the first place because I've never seen one before, but you never saw it before. It's, I'll look for it. Yeah, please there. do. And then send me a picture. Um, if it exists, if, if it, exists. it exists, it is the big foot of Dollywood food items.
1: I'll look for it while I'm walking around the park, eating my cinnamon bread.
0: Yeah. don't send me a picture of the cinnamon bread. Cause I'll have to go out and get like a pastry or something. Don, what's this week's listener question.
1: The listener question this week that was submitted on our X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. It comes from Garrick Gilgan. And he asked if you each could ride two defunct rides, you never had the opportunity to ride. Which two would you choose? Ryan, let's start with you.
0: You know, it's funny because, you know, a little peek behind the curtain, we record Tower Topics right before this. And I just said that uh, the original Bat was one of the rides that I would wish I could have ridden, but it was gone when I was like one year old. So um, I never got to ride that. So the original Bat is one. Uh, The other one, this is a little um, sadistic. But, well, masochistic, I guess, would be the word. Uh, the Crystal Beach Cyclone, the one that had the nurse at the exit because it was so rough. Like, out of pure curiosity, I would want to ride that. Uh, I've seen, like, No Limits recreations and stuff, but I would give it a spin to see if it was really that bad. Don, how about you?
1: I'm going to go with the Shooting Star from Cincinnati's Coney Island. Uh, that is my lone regret in my theme park amusement park life um, i had a chance to write it the final day that coney island was open in 1971 sat in the seat and then got out because the train I was coming behind it was going through like the tunnel the helix thing coming back in and just the screeching noise of it and everyone screaming it you know freaked me out at a young age and i got out of the train they didn't refund me my little ticket because you had to put tickets in to ride the ride but that would be the regret number one is i never got to ride the shooting star but like god everything else uh, i pretty much have ridden
0: everything that i really would you know really wanted to um you wouldn't want to ride like like switchback railway at Cedar point. Like, I mean, it's, it's a pretty wide open field they're giving us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're giving us a wide, o- you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to stick to Cincinnati's Coney Island and go with a, a coaster they had called the wildcat. Um, my, my mom and dad rode that when they were growing up and, um, that one, you know, was, was a roller coaster, you know, back in the day, you know, some of the tight turns and twists and things they had on that one. So just looking at pictures of it, you know, I'll go with the wildcat. What about you again? Which ones? Um, the you said the, the uh, original bat you, you, at Kings Island. No, but you said that you said the crystal Crystal Beach Cyclone.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That one um, would be one too that I would I would think I'd like to go back and give it a try just for the reasons that you said.
0: Yeah, likewise with the Shooting Star. That's a uh, kind of legendary, and that's one of those things where I feel like I've seen so many videos of it and so many photos of it <clears> that um, I feel like I'm like a finger length away from having ridden it, but it was gone well before I was born. But uh, yeah,
1: maybe one of the coasters, like Elitch Gardens, you know, where they moved the park a couple times. You know, maybe one of those coasters, you know, that they no longer have.
0: Yeah, and I'm also thinking, like, um, the Jumbo Jet at Cedar Point. That's another thing that's kind of intriguing. Yeah. That would be kind of fun. I, and it's funny because a lot of people have um, wish list rides that they never got to ride. Are things that, like, you and I wrote a lot. Like, Tomb Raider the Ride. I, I hear that, like, oh, if that's one ride. And that that's not a ride to like gawk at, that was awesome it was just unsustainable you know uh, son of beast is another one too where i mean i don't really see the appeal but a lot of people are like man i wish i was old enough to ride son of beast when it was around and, um but yeah everybody has theirs you know but you know yeah, but for me like i said i i pretty
1: much you know from 1981 you know, all the way into around you know 2000, pretty much got around to a lot of parks and got to ride all the ones that you know I really wanted to. You know, a number of them are no longer with us. Um, you know, and I was you know excited that I was able to to get on those while they were there. Um, but, you know, just the ones I mentioned, I think the two Coney Island ones would be for, first and foremost, uh, because I've seen so many pictures of them. And then going to Coney Island as a little kid, I definitely remembered, you know, the Shooting Star was first time I ever really had an up-close look at a, at a roller coaster. And, you know, that was a star attraction there. Yes. And yeah. you didn't have to ride it. I mean, you, if you're a kid, you're looking at it, you know, and, and watching it. And, and um, you know, my dad would, would take me to River Downs, which was right next to a racetrack. And I would sit there with the binoculars and I would look at the shooting star, you know, going up the lift. It would make that turn, you know, before it went down the drop. And, you know, I was mesmerized by it, but just never wrote it. And um, not a day goes by that I don't regret that.
0: Yeah. So your dad would take you with him to bet on the ponies and you would sit there with binoculars. Well,
1: I mean, it was one of those things, you know the deal was we'd sit there, you know, for some races, and then he'd take us over to Coney Island, mm. you know? So it was, uh, it was kind of like the, you know, the torture watching all the rides across the, across the way when you're sitting in the the stands at river down that was off to the right. So, you know, I'm looking over there the whole time and, you know, pacing back and forth, how many more of these races we got to watch and everything. And then, you know, we finally get there and it would be more toward the evenings like the last three or four hours that the park was open at night.
0: Yeah. It's funny how perspective changes because, um, yeah, like I, in the last like five years or so i've definitely shifted especially with going to disney a lot and stuff i've shifted to like looking forward to rides and stuff but like i'm really looking forward to shopping at the parks and stuff as odd as that sounds you know because it, there's more to it there's more to life than just the rides but yeah. uh, i think i would have enjoyed a mixture of you know watching a few horse races and then swinging over to coney island to ride some stuff but yeah as a yeah. little kid no way I, I no way
1: back I, I, I think back on it now, I, I don't remember my dad ever winning a race.
0: Well, he probably never ran in any.
1: Well, I mean, you know, but the horse, bet, <laughs> I never remember any of them, them winning, you know, um, I guess they did because sometimes, you know, we were able to get like Lee's chicken on the way home or something.
0: So maybe we did win. I don't know. I mean, Lee's is not, that's not cheap chicken. So he must've gotten know, some that, seven that was and three odds. You know,
1: as, a, as a kid, that was a treat, you know, to get Lee's chicken. So I don't know. But, um, you know, a lot of memories, you know, when you, when you look back on, you know, things like that with, you know, when Coney Island was part of your childhood or, um, you know, you talking about, you know, you wish you'd ridden the original bat. and Yep. Awesome. Well, th- yeah. Oh, wait, question for you. Now this is going to be an odd yeah. one. This is way off topic, but it just came to mind. Okay. Yeah. So I grew up with Kings Island. I was there, you know, the first year it opened. Mm-hmm. I never missed a year, you know, so there's not a ride outside of the real little kitty ones that have come in in recent years that, you know, I did not ride when it was there, but for you, for somebody that came in, you know, midstream in the park's history, mm-hmm. you know, how, you know, do, do you look back and, you know, think about the things you missed or do you just enjoy seeing old school photos of the place? Um, you know, what's that like if you weren't there from day one?
0: That's a great question. Um, so it, it is different. Um, in my experience, I I was kind of lucky with the timing because I was never in a situation where I was too afraid to ride something. And by the time I had the bravery or the height to do it, it was gone. So, uh, like King Cobra is a great example. That was my first looping coaster. Um, and that's gone now. And that's another one that, you know, people kind of have the nostalgic feeling of, Oh, I wish I could have ridden it, which that's another really cool ride. But, um, you know, I got to ride, king cobra and vortex and all that stuff which you know both of them are gone now um now rides from king's islands past you got to remember i don't have a great connection with them like there's no part of me that's connected with bavarian beetle just in a handful of photos and in stories um to me i think what's really gotten weird is that in in my How do I, in my like consciousness of King's Island rides have come and gone. So obviously, you know, the Vortex was built in 87, I think. Yeah. So Vortex opened in 87. So, you know, I, I'm older than the Vortex, but, um, I, I didn't visit King's Island until like 91 or 92. So as far as I'm concerned, the Vortex was always there. So when they tore it out, it was, that was one emotion, but something like Firehawk where you know, I watched them build it and then I watched them tear it down. That was very surreal for me, you know? And, um, cause to me it was like, it almost felt like it was still new in a lot of ways, uh, because you never really shake that. I feel like, uh, like, like if they got rid of like the first year that I was involved with King's Island was 2003. So, um, delirium was the big ride that year. And if they got rid of delirium, and they used like the service life tagline for the reason behind that would feel really weird because that was a brand new spanking ride. And, uh, I didn't quite go to its media day, but I went to some like TV filmings and stuff cause it was the new thing. And then if they removed it in 2023 or whatever, that would mean that I saw this machine live and die. And you, when you get these new rides, you feel like you have them forever, you know? And and I think there's some caveat of exception where like, Tomb Raider slash the crypt, Son of Beast, stuff like that, which was like clearly problematic. It doesn't feel the same way. But um, Firehawk was the one that hit me because Firehawk felt new because it was relatively new when we got it. And then it obviously, you know, they cleared it. Probably the main focus was, you know, the Orion project. Um, but it really was at the end of its service life. Uh, there's not a lot of debate with that. And I saw it go up and I saw it go down. And I rode it at two parks, by the way, which is interesting. But that's what's weird for me. You know, Enchanted Voyage and stuff like that, like I I would love to have ridden them, but I don't have this nostalgic thing, damn, I wish I could have, because I just I don't have that connection to it. Does that answer your question or do I just babble for 10 minutes or nothing? No, it,
1: it <laughs> does answer the question. I can relate to that. I You know, my hockey days, you know, a lot of the teams I worked for I was there from the ground floor up. So it was the first season you remembered everything about its history, you know, until I would leave that team and go somewhere else. And it'd be starting over again, you know, from scratch. My last team I worked with, the Albany River Rats, they had been around Mm -hmm. uh, for 13 years before I got there. So I found myself, you know, looking at pictures and then asking people, you know, what was this player like and what was that player? You know, so I didn't know what that was about, but I was always curious about it. Yeah. Um, So I can kind of think it maybe the same way, but I go, you know, to Kings Island, and you know when you walk in and on International Street, I I can still see and you know the, the, um, the Sky Ride, mm-hmm. you know going across International Street. I can still see the entrance to uh, when I walk in. I you know can see the Enchanted Voyage. Uh, I can see the Bat back there. You know I can visualize everything. There's really not a, a structure in the park, or ride in the park, or you know any corner of that park that if I go somewhere it doesn't conjure up you know memories from nineteen seventy two to today, you know, for me. I can remember people that worked these these uh uh rides and were in the shops and were in the restaurants and you know the the at that time they were called litter getters, you know, around yeah. the street. So I remember yeah. all those things. Just different sections will remind me of all those things, you know, for the past what, fifty one years now there.
0: Yeah. I like how when people send us questions, not so much on tower topics, because we're a little constrained for time, but we answer their question and then, um, everything, but their question. It sparks after that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it sparks, it sparks other things, you know? And, um, you know, that's why when you listen to one of our podcasts, if you're not interested in the first five or 10 minutes, stick around, it'll change.
0: Yeah. Cause we, it's like the weather. It's it very, it's a very ADHD podcast. All right, cool. Hey, um, everyone, uh, I guess I'll plug. Uh, so for those of you who are watching on YouTube, hi, um, if you wanted to have the audio version, we're available on all your favorite podcast apps, Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, attractionsgrouppodcast.com is the easiest way to get to us. It'll link to all of our places. And please follow us on Twitter at attractions underscore GRP. Um, so I, I, for those of you who don't know, last week we split them up. So we're going to start doing um, pick six as a separate thing. You don't want to miss pick six this week because boy, is there news. Um yeah.
1: And also, Ryan, don't forget, mark your calendar. Oh, yeah. November 11th. Yeah, we're we're getting out of our comfort zone here. We're going to have our first ever meet up with our listeners, and we're going to do it at Entertainment Junction in Westchester. Uh, I, I think that's going to be a great time to 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 meet those who listen to our show, and I think it's good for the listeners, too, to come. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in amusement parks, entertainment junction trains, whatever it may be, it's a chance for you to meet other like-minded people as well.
0: Yeah. So we're planning this meetup and I just informed entertainment junction earlier today that we were going to do it, but it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah. So, uh, inter- so, um, yeah, well, I guess we should timestamp this for the future, but, uh, November 11th, which is Saturday, 2023, uh, would you put in your blog 1 PM?
1: 1 p.m. 1 pm
0: at entertainment junction westchester ohio. Uh, I will put a link to entertainment junction's website so you can get the pricing and stuff and I'll put a link to your blog. Um so you know they can have a record of the details but we'd love to see you guys out there uh, come hang out. We'll we'll stick around for an hour, you know an hour or two or whatever. Uh, fantastic time at entertainment junction. One of my favorite places. Um I did a lot of work for them uh, for several years and then I ended up being on their payroll for about a year or so, uh, up until the pandemic. Um, so I can tell you all about it and stuff. Uh, it'll be a good time. So make sure you show up. Hey, stick around. Pick six coming up next.